That was awesome. Um, guys, uh, good morning. I'm um, so glad to be here with you guys. Um, you know, I see some, our singles ministry has a service at 2 p.m., and you guys are here today, too. So it's great to have you guys. Um, this is great. All right, let me, uh, um, let me get, do some special welcomes. First of all, uh, if this is your first time here, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us. Uh, we love new faces. Uh, I love that we're a small church and we get to know one another. Um, so a special welcome to you guys. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, I saw Miss Lois. Where's Lois? Lois is, oh, she's ushering, you know. Lois uh, um, is working, uh, her, her, her work schedule has changed till the end of the year. So um, she's not supposed to be, like, she, she's working in the mornings on Sundays and is going to the 5 p.m. service. But I was just real, it's just a really nice surprise to be able to see her here today. So um, there's that. I do want us to keep um, Armando uh, Magana's sister. Uh, she passed away. Um, you know, you know that that was a very long battle um, with cancer. And um, so we'll say a prayer for him um, shortly. And um, I do want to thank uh, Amir uh, because uh, Amir's kind of taking up our, our pro presenter to a new level. Uh, right, Amir? Before, they, all the images in the back were static. Now they got movement and stuff, and uh, that just doesn't happen. You know, somebody has to go and do that. So, Amir, thank you so much for helping us take this, you know, higher. Uh, as well, I want to thank uh, Kimara Owens for the wonderful idea. Why don't we have uh, music before service and after service? And so I just appreciate the spirit of just uh, everyone just trying to do what they can. Uh, to, to be able to uh, make things better uh, for our church. Amen. Uh, so thank you guys for that. And um, I'm just reminded uh, this morning that uh, I was reaching out to somebody, uh, one of Matthew's friends, we had him over um, for, um, uh, for dinner, and they were looking for a, a new church or, you know, because uh, they were saying that, you know what, our church is just too big. You know, you know, they, you know, you know how sometimes you go, to, I've been to those churches where you kind of like, you walk in and like nobody like, I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, you ch- it's like literally a check-in and you check-out. And um, I was just reminded how just, uh, you know, people look for, a, you know, a smaller size group like this because of the relationships that get built up. And um, so with that, let's, uh, we're going to say a prayer for our church and, uh, and for the Maganas. And, uh, but again, it's just great to be able to have everyone here this morning. Amen. Whoa, Jeremy's here. That's awesome, Jeremy. I've been hanging out with your brother, Jeremy. That's cool. All right. All right. So with that, guys, let's go ahead and, uh, and pray. All right. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm just joyful. I'm just glad to be able. I've been hanging out with Chris Gonzalez. And what happens is that Chris, his two daughters, are, are part of the same hip-hop group as Kathy is. And so we see each other every Wednesday. So that's when I was like, oh, this is cool. All right. All right. Let, let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, God, so much that um, in this room, God, there's so many close relationships, God. Um, Father, um, we didn't grow up together physically, God, uh, but Father, you've brought us to be a spiritual family growing up spiritually together. And uh, Father, we have uh, so many years with each other, God, and I just want to say thank you, God. Thank you for uh, the privilege of of just being able to be called a, a child of yours, God, a son and daughter of yours, God. Thank you so much. For bringing us all together, and Father, right now our hearts go out to uh, Armando, the Baganja family. Father, with his uh, with his sister, God, um, I know that uh, uh, Father, it was it was a very long battle, Father, for many years, and uh, I just pray that that Father, that you would please comfort the family, God, 
Um, I, I'm sure, Father, that they're, they're, they're very sad to see her go, and at the same time, Father, they're, they're glad that the, the sister is no longer in pain. And so I just pray that in these low times, God, that on these sad times, that you would please comfort everyone, and that, Father, that it would result in all of them giving you honor and, thanks, and um, thanksgiving, God. Just thank you so much, God. I'm here to encourage your fellowship, God. I pray that you would put... Uh, uh, the words and the thoughts, God, uh, exactly what people need to hear, God, so they can walk away edified and want to get closer to you, God. We thank you, God. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, I've, anybody had an interesting week? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like every week is kind of interesting. You know, I'm like, wow, it just seems like there's always something going on. Um, but I had a, a, a really a great opportunity this, this last weekend. Uh, I saw Aldwin. Yeah, there's Aldwin. Aldwin and Elsie invited us to go. Um, they, they actually, it's really neat. Like when you can take what you learn in church and you bring it to your, your workplace. And, uh, and, and, and they're overseeing, um, a, you know, a, a group of people that are in the financial industry. And they're all married couples and some are, are, are new to, to what they're doing. And uh, so they asked us if we would be guest speakers at, at this past, the past weekend. And uh, it was a great time. I mean, the, I mean, they do an awesome job. I mean, you guys, if you guys were to be there, you would be so proud of Aldwin and Elsie. Basically 25 couples, you know, and they've taken everything that they learned from our marriage retreats. And, they, and, and, and it's there, you know, and they do it as a training. But because it's a couple's business, a couple's doing it together business, that then they have a marriage component to it. And he's invited, you know, I know the Lovrens were there, the Kims were there last year, we were there. So he, so literally he's taking like, well, you know, the kingdom of God <laughs> and puts it in there, you know. And, and, um, and there's some things that happened that really just made me reflect. I mean, it was, it was, uh, um, it, it was just, I don't know, what the, it was uh, humbling. It was, um, you know, it, it, something had to settle in my, in my spirit because uh, in it, you know, there's a, um, I felt really out of my comfort zone, you know, because I know how to do church like this, you know. I know what you guys are here, you know, marriage retreats, but in this one, I kind of didn't know. You know, they were like, I mean, there was one couple that I knew there besides the, 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 uh, the, um, the Dallas, um, you know, so I was feeling a little uncomfortable. You know, usually Don and I um, all do the lesson and Don shares, but this was more like Don and I doing the lesson together. And uh, so you know how that could get interesting, couples working together, you know what I mean? And so, and I'm just like, Don, just let, this is all, this is how I know how to do it, you know? Let me be me. Let me free, you know, like, you know but let, let me be, you know? And so, uh, you know, so that, that tension was there. And then, you know, it was going to be Saturday morning, and all the we can't stay out this late because they went till about 11. And then we were roommates that weekend with the Dallases. And then, uh, so I'm, I'm, we're working on, I'm feeling really anxious. And then, you know, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still up. And I hear Alden coming in, you know, just finishing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm still awake, you know. And, and you know, just that, you just start feeling all these things. But I, I forget how, how much, how blessed we are. Because no matter how, uh, you know, I'm sure we could have done a better job, you know, just internally how you feel about you could do better and stuff like that. I was just generally blown away that people thought it was powerful. And you forget that. 
you forget that what you have is powerful. That we are generally just so blessed. And, you know, you've been here for many years. And, you know, you start getting really comfortable with what you have. You know, and, and, and we're doing this. And, and I'm surrounded by just 50 people that genuinely want to make a difference in this world. And, you know, they're, they're, they're blessed because, you know, they're, they're, they're doing it through finances, you know, but they're blessed in terms that they feel like, you know what, yeah, hey, we get to make money and help some people. You know, and so that's kind of like that environment that they're in in that way. But the heart of everyone that I spoke to is they all want to make a difference. You know, but they're talking about money. We talk about salvation an eternal difference. You know, and this is no knock on that in any way, right? This is all due respect, you know. But there's bigger things. And like this is, and I'm thinking, man, these folks want to make a difference in this world. And here is, we have, you know, the biggest impact, the, the biggest purpose in life, the biggest mission in life that you could ever have in this world. You know, and, um, and I'm just like thinking, wow, you know, and so uh, basically what we did is we shared the video. Remember the uh, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage? You know, so we did the first part, the tale of two brains, and we did a discussion group. I think they were laughing more than I thought they were going to laugh. <laughs> they, they were having a good time with that video. I think Aldwin was laughing the loudest because I kept on hearing him. You know, and then, and then we talked about being a um, faith-first family. And then about the, the whole thing was connecting to, um, uh, reflecting to connect, and how we need to reflect deeper and work on internal things, and then gave them some marital practicals in it, you know. But as a part of what I was, I was talking about in, um, in, 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 in being a faith-first family, I was sharing about how I don't know how to build my business or do great things without faith. You know, and that my life is a result of a lot of just answered prayers. You know, and, and as I talk, and, and, and as I was thinking about it, you know, I was just sharing how, like, you know, there was a time I didn't have a car, and I had gone through, I had that bad attitude. Did anybody have a bad attitude in serving? I had a bad attitude. And I was tired, I was sick and tired of giving so many rides that I said, no more, I'm getting me a CRX two-seater. One seat for me and one seat for my Bible. That's it. Well, the Lord kind of spanked me on that one. I, was, I bought a lemon. It turned out to be a mess on that one. So in my heart, I was like, God, I'm sorry. God, I don't have a car. I'm on the bus. I can't take anybody now. You know? And I'd be sitting on the bus, and I'd be like, how did they get a car like that? Like, how did, you know? Anybody ever been there? If you've ever been on the bus, you start thinking what other people have and stuff. So I'm sitting right there thinking those thoughts as a, as a disciple of Jesus. You know, and, and basically I said, God, give me a free car because I want to serve your people. Two weeks later, I had a free car. You know, I've always wanted to serve the church, and I've always wanted to have a, the freedom of time to be able to serve the church. You know, I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about how can I serve more? You know, and the business has grown to give me that liberty to be able to do that. That was all answered prayer. My home in Downey, when at the highest point, I mean, we paid so much for our home. It was like, it was such a bad, 
financial decision. Like it was like, remember those days when homes were like, eh? and everybody thought like, oh, we gotta buy, we gotta buy. We saw a whole bunch of people move to Texas because it's cheaper. You guys remember those days? You know, and but you know, it's like God. You know, I, I I didn't like seeing people leave. I thought, like, God, you're the creator. You're in control of everything. You know, God, you know, give to me a home in Downey, God, to show people that they don't have to leave and it'll become a pillar home, that you are in control of all the financial things in this world. You know, that was my heart. My heart was for the church. Two weeks later, I get a phone call. Edgar, we want to hire you. How much money do you want? How would you like for that question to be like? How much more do you want? So I shot really high, like as high as I can go. I, I looked up all the big corporates. I thought, what does a big corporation charge for this? It's just me. I shot really high because I thought, if this is an answered prayer, it's from the Lord, is he's going to answer it. So I had to go double down on that one, right? So I doubled down. I got shot up really high, and they said yes. I didn't, you know, I didn't even really interview for the job. They just didn't like that. You know, I've been there over 10 years, like 12 years now. You know, and I bought my home in Downey because I wanted it to be a pillar home in Downey. You know, and so my heart has always been for the church, God, for the church, God. And, uh, and so I had a, an instance, you know, like you read the stories in the Bible where it's like the, uh, you know, the people start following Jesus, you know, like get away and like he's trying to get away and the people like like this so afterwards we're starting to get away and this lady's following me <laughs> you know and she genuinely wants to know how do you get God to answer your prayers and we stopped and I was talking to her and I wanted to go drop off some stuff and she kind of wouldn't just let me go she, you know, like, you know, she's asking, and then we go to lunch, and, you know, we're in line, and, like, we're right there. You know, it's like, like, she's telling me, I mean, she genuinely wants to know. You know, I want to make a difference. I, you know, I, I've had this vision, like, the 12 apostles, my 12 financial people, and make a difference in the world and stuff like that. And, and this is where, you know, that you got to check your heart, and I do want to talk to you guys about pure motives and noble causes. Because if you're not willing to do something for free, then, then your heart isn't, isn't in the right place. You can say, I'm there to help people, but if you're not willing to do that for free, you're not really there to help people. You know, and then you got to know the difference whether you're there to make some money or you're there to help some people. Now, you could do both, but you got to know what the priority is. You know, and this is, not, this is my, my thing is, because I remember I went to TJ to go help people. But after we served the poor, we would go to Papa's and Beer and get some beers and play volleyball. <laughs> Helping the poor sounds really godly. Right? It sounds, man, that's really noble. Man, we were, at, we were like, yeah, we're there to help people. We were there to party. You know what I mean? You guys know, you got to check your own heart. Because what I've learned is that God will answer the pure heart. You know, when you're not thinking about what you're going to gain from it. And it's all about others, and it's about God, and it's about building for God. He answers those prayers. And we're going to look at some passages like, like that. So I found myself, let's look at Philippians chapter 4. I think we could end there and go home, and you guys are encouraged. I'm encouraged. All right. Philippians chapter 4, 
in verse 8 through 9. And I'm entitling this message just a dwelling on the good. Um, it says, finally, brothers, uh, Philippians 4, verse 8 through 9. And it'll be up on the screen. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I love this passage because it just, it just talks about, um, it, it's, it, it says, you know, think about such things. You know, you know when, you're, when you're reflecting on some really good stuff, God says, another word for, for thinking is dwell on it. Another word that I like to think is bathe in it. You know how you would take a bath in it? Just kind of, just, just sit there and let it hit you. You know, but I want to talk to you guys about some things that are noble, that are true, that are right, that are pure, that are lovely, and what is admirable. You know, and, and the first thought, the first lovely thought that I want you guys to have is uh, that I want us to reflect on is found right before that in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through uh, 7. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Okay, you guys there? Okay, it says there, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, um, I want us to dwell on a lovely thought. And that lovely thought is that the Lord is near. And, uh, and I love this. This passage has become so uh, important to me in my life because I feel anxious a lot. Anybody feel anxious? In other words, worried is another word. I just feel like I fight you know, anxiety like just every day. There's so, you know, there's like this. Even preparing, I'm here trying to get up here, you know, like I'm starting feeling anxious. You know, work, phone calls. I just, there's a lot of anxiety that just, you know, it just comes. And I have to like... You know, and then he goes on before that, but he says, hey, Edgar, uh, in your anxiety, yeah, this is what I want you to do. Uh, rejoice. I want you to, you know, be cheerful, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, Edgar, you know what else is really good? Uh, yeah, be gentle. And why don't you let that gentleness be evident to everyone, to everyone that you're dealing with. Another word for that gentleness is, is graciousness. Why don't you be gracious towards everybody around you? Right? Don't we want to take it out on the ones that are the closest to us when we're high anxiety? Worried, right? We want to. And, and, yet, and yet in this, in, these, in, this, in this state, you know, he said, hey, I want you to be, you know, this, this graciousness and, this, and this, um, this gentleness. And it makes me think, wow, the emotional intelligence that it takes to be gentle towards everyone in any situation is like wow that is that's that's blow away okay and that only happens when the lord is near 
Another way to read that, the Lord is near, it says the Lord is ready to help you. The Lord is ready to help you at all times. And how do we bring him into our lives? It's by prayer and petition and thanksgiving. Present what you need to him. You know, and, and the lovely thought is just that, that the Lord is near and he's ready to help you. Isn't that a lovely thought? Then when you're all alone, that the Lord is there to help you. That you can talk to him, you can thank him for the way he's been faithful to you from on the past. You know, and, 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 and it makes me help me, it, it lets me understand making a connection because you know, wisdom doesn't start until you understand the presence of God in your life. You know, when you can understand God's presence in your life, then, then there's an awareness, and then you start connecting with God and in in doing his will, and that, that's what makes you wise. You know, but I just, I just love that. I love that, that, uh, that the Lord is near, that I could always talk to him and be praying about it. And so when I found myself in these anxious, uh, like even at work, I don't know how it is that I'm so anxious one day, and then the next day I meet somebody that's going to meet all the needs that I need for my job, and I'm no, now I'm happy. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> you know, I just said, God, um, I'm really anxious about this, you know, and so forth, right? And he kind of just works. He honors that. You know, when we come to him, he honors it. You know, but I just, but the thing that attracts me to this is that, is that, wow, what is it like to just be evident to all? I mean, when the gentleness and the graciousness, I mean, does that attract anybody? Like, does that attract us to anybody? You know, and like that. And that that's what, I mean, that only happens, you know, with Jesus. You know, um, it, it's interesting because, um, in Matthew 11, verse 20 through 30, I'll just make a reference to it. It just says, you know, Jesus is gentle and humble in heart. You know, and he actually says, hey, all of you who are really tired, yeah, I want you to come to me. How would you like to say that to people here? Hey, everybody who's tired physically, emotionally, mentally, yeah, I'd love to spend time with all you guys. <laughs> right? That, that'd be a challenge. You know, and yet Jesus says, hey, every, all of you, Anyone? You're tired? You're weary? Hey, I want you to come to me. My heart is gentle and it's humble. And my burdens are light and they're easy. You know, and, uh, and I just, I, just, I really want us just to dwell on that. That's just a lovely thought, that the Lord is near. You know, um, the second thought I want us to, to reflect on is that, you know, just dwelling on pure motives and noble causes. You know, look on over to Matthew chapter 6 in verse 33. 33 to 34. Matthew chapter 6, 33 to 34. And um, it says there... Um, now... He, yeah, we won't read the earlier part, but the, the, little, the, the earlier part is talking about, hey, you know, hey guys, I'm going to take care of you guys. You know, if I take care of the birds, I'm going to take care of you. Are you guys not more, more valuable than birds and ants and anything that I've created? Right? And he goes on to say, hey, you know, don't, don't be people of little faith. You know, have, um, have some faith, right? 
And so in verse 33, it says, uh, um, Amir, why don't we start uh, in 31, 31 through 34. It says, so do not worry. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? It says, for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Dang, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, uh, it's interesting that God doesn't want you to worry about yesterday or tomorrow. <laughs> Just deal with today, you know, and it's got plenty, right? It says it's got plenty of, you know, I was at a shepherding meeting yesterday and somebody, uh, they're saying, you know, being a shepherd is very difficult. You're always uh, one call away, one email away from a high stress situation, you know, and uh, yesterday uh, we were, uh, we were having a great family time and um, sure, enough, sure enough, I get an email that, uh, that, you know, some server's down, they can't get access to their emails and stuff, and it affects the whole company. And I reach out, I say, hey, can you guys take care of it? The guy's like, yeah, that'll be uh, $200 per hour. <laughs> I'm not paying you 200 you know, like that, right? But wow, that kind of took me, like, that took me from a really joyful time with the family to, like, I was like, man, I was struggling, you know? I was struggling with it. I, mean, I was like, no, I'm dealing with some stuff. I, had a way to get home, make some phone calls and stuff like that. But, you know, we're always like, you know, you come to church, you can get a bad look. Somebody said something, you know. You, know, you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like we're always, you know, like, you know, one, one something away from just, you know, things escalating so quickly, you know. But, um, but he says, you know, hey, you know, hey, I don't want you to worry about this stuff. He goes, what I want you to do is I want you to seek first my kingdom. And my righteousness. And I'll, I'll, I'll make sure all of that stuff is taken care of. You know, and, and the thing that, that, um, I, I, um, that I want to call us to is, is to really have just noble causes and a pure heart for God. And to have this attitude, you know, I'm going to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And I'm going to develop some kingdom dreams. You guys remember that one? Yeah. Kingdom dreams. And what do I want to do for God? For him, not for me, not, not, what, what, how do I want to display God? Not display how awesome I am. No, that's not going to work. But it's all about him. It's about others. You know, and, and, and what do you need to be able to do that? He says, ask me. Present your request. What is the very specific thing you need? You need time? Ask for time. You need money? Ask for money. You need a resource or some type of resource? Ask. You know, it, it, I mean, if it's going to happen, he's going to have to answer it, right? I mean, he's going to, like, make you connect with somebody, get a phone call, get an email. There's going to be something. But I really want us to be a people because this is what I've been praying for you guys. What I call is just, you know, just an empowered people of God. Where, you know, you're, you're thinking about this is what I want to do for him. Out of my faith, out of my love for him, out of my love for people. You know, this is what drives me. You guys know that feeling? 
you know, this is what, you know, day by day, this is what you're working for, this is what you're, you know, striving for. You know, and it's based on, you know, on something that is actually altruistic. Right, Don? You know, it's so funny, a while, a while back ago, Don and I, we were like, oh, you know, why don't we do some things? And she's like, you know what, yeah, we can start like a nonprofit thing, and we could actually call it actually altruistic. And I'm like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we can do this. Oh, and then I could use this for this thing. It's like, no, this is actually altruistic. You're like, oh, you know, because in my nature, you know, I want, hey, what, hey, how can I benefit from this? You know, and I really want us to have some actually altruistic dreams. You know, where we're praying about it. You know, and I'm encouraged to be able to see more and more, you know, guests here. Thank you for being here with us. There's a lot of people, right, that are looking for the kingdom of God. You know, and, um, and, a, and a part of it, I was in a conversation yesterday as, as I'm thinking about, you know, my 2020 vision for the next decade. You know, and, I'm, and I've kind of just been sitting on it, you know, type thing. Because I, I really kind of don't want to say certain things because, uh, you know, I don't want to shoot too low. You guys, I don't know if you, guys, you know, can relate to something like that. Like, you know, like, you know, there's certain things that I want and it's like, but, you know, I really, you know, and, and, and to me, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm really excited that Robert and Michelle Carrillo are going to be coming November 1st. I'm really excited to be, have somebody to work like that. With him, but to me, frankly, you know, whether he lasts till he retires or he lasts a year, it really is not going to make a difference to me, like what I want to do for God. You know, because, you know, because I have my dreams, I'm doing them for God. You know, and, and, and that's what drives me. You know, and, um, and so I, I just think, you know, I still dream of us having a building one day. You know, that, that, that's part of my 2020 decade vision right there. That's our vision right there. You know, I just think about, you know, how it is that, you know, I really want us to have a great marriage ministry. You know, not only the, the I think the biggest, one of the biggest takeaway that, that we, one of our points was like, hey, you got to have people in your life to help you. And uh, one couple with Dawn, they were just like, you know what, we don't have any mentors like that. You know, and I think for us that, like, we've been around discipling and we can get some help and we can call. Like, we, I think we really take that for granted now. You know, that you actually have people that are, like, good 5, 10, 15, 20 years ahead of you that are exemplary. I'm like, wow. I think we all need those individuals in us. I think to me that's, it's not just a great, a great marriage ministry. To me, it's not just, the, the, you know, the, the, we definitely got to have all the great events. But we got to have the mentors, the discipling in relationships, you know. I think about just our children. I really want us to have just a great family ministry, you know, with, with the kids. The kids are having a lot of fun, but we're empowering them. We're teaching them, you know, um, you know the word and, and, and different thoughts, how to think through things, you know. I really want us to have what I'm calling a next generation ministry of singles and campus ministry. And that we're trained. That's one of the things that I'm really excited about Robert being here. He's a trainer. I think we really, that's probably my weakest thing. I'm an encourager. My weakest link is probably being a trainer, you know, like that, you know, like a coach figure type thing. That's something I have to grow in. But he's going to be here, and I'm excited about just training, 
you know, for the future and building for the future in our, from our campus and for, with our singles. You know, have a vision of being able to have just all the four biblical roles in our ministry of evangelist, elders, teacher, and deacons in this. I mean, that's the biblical foundation for a church. Right now, we got one deacon. I think, I think I'm the only one right now in that way. You know? But, you know, that's my 2020, you know. Dang, you know but, but wouldn't it be awesome to be able to have that? And that, you know, uh, there's that, you know, and I, and I just think about just, uh, I think it's just my, 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 on a personal um, vision that I'm starting to build is like, you know, my, my community needs a spiritual guide. I don't want to sound like too, like, you know, like if, if you watch Spanish uh, TV, como Walter. Oh, no. <laughs> or el, what is it, Indio Masonico? Is that reflecting? No. Okay, it's only my sister. My bad. Wrong room. All right, man. You know, like the super spirit. Oh, oh so she's right. You can just, there you go. Thank you. Okay, I knew you could. I knew some people could relate. You know, I don't. I don't mean to say that spirit. But you know what? I, I just feel like you know my 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 people need someone that knows the way. Your people need someone that knows the way. You know, and I think, I think that's the vision that I'm developing for my personal life. It's just like, you know what, I, I really need to be some type of a guide, a light for my community. You know, and so that's, and, you know, and so those are just the 20, you know, some of the 2020, you know, visions. Let's look at First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3, verse 21 through 24. This encouraging? Yes. All right. All right, let me do this. First John chapter 3, verse 21 through 24. It says, uh, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Those who obey his commands live in him, and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. You know, and the book of 1 John is a great book because, do you ever wonder, you know, I call it the assurance of the insurance. You know how we're all in Christ, right? And, you know, there's an insurance, you know, the spirit. But, but, but First John talks to people that says, no, there, there are actually three assurances, three confidence ways to measure if you're, you know, your assurance in Christ. Because they were dealing with people that, that were claiming to be of Christ, that claimed, hey, hey, we have an assurance, but they didn't have the, the they didn't pass the three tests. Okay, and, and the first test is, is one of, 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 of personal morality, of personal holiness, right? That if we're not striving to do right, you guys know what I'm talking about? Then are you really in Christ? That's what he's saying. And the thing that, that that's the first test. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. You know, I'm not perfect. I've sinned. But my heart is I always want to repent. I always want to get some help. You know what I mean? That's the spirit of it. And actually, in one of the verses, it says, now if anyone does sin, we have Jesus Christ and his blood. 
So the expectation is not to be following a pattern of sin. You know, but I, I just love this that he says, hey, if you don't have something that shames you, condemns you, then we have confidence before God. Don't you feel a lot more confident? You know what I mean? When you're staying out of sin? You know, when you're, when, when you're walking with the Lord more, just doing the best that you can. You know, not perfect, but you're, you're doing, you're connecting with Him. There's a confidence that you have. There's a boldness that you have. There's an assurance that you have. But when you're in sin, right, now you're ashamed. You don't want to show up. You know, there's a whole lot of things that go with that. Now you're not even dreaming or thinking about it, you know, what you want to do for God. You know, you're just trying to survive, right? And, um, but he says, hey, you know, um, uh, he says, man, if we're doing this, this is our attitude. You start getting a boldness. You start getting a confidence because this is about Jesus. You're focused on pleasing him. He just says, ask me for anything. Just ask me. What do you want to do for me? How do, you want to, how do you want, you know, my glory to be displayed? Just ask me. You know, when you're in that state where it's about Jesus, you know, you're not thinking about what you're getting. You're thinking about what you need to be able to serve Christ more. You know, and in that, right, and, and then this is how we know, um, right, uh, says, and, this, and this is command to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, to believe in the cause, in the mission of it, to continue to do that. But we, know, we find ourselves like, you know, there's actually, you know, okay, so are we, uh, you know, how are we doing with our, 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 our personal, you know, our holiness of, of striving? But then as well, it says the second test is, you know, uh, love one another. You can't be a Christian. I mean, are you really a Christian if you're not loving one another? If you're not devoted to one another? Are you, you, you guys know what I'm talking about? I mean, that's what he's talking about. You know, yes, you have this insurance, but, uh, you know, what's the assurance is that, hey, okay, I'm striving to live, live like Jesus, love like Jesus, and I'm loving one another. You know, and you know what? And I have the Spirit, and everything we're going to do moving forward, you know, it, it's with the Holy Spirit. Actually, the third assurance is the theological of what is it that you know, you're teaching and your understanding uh, of it. Okay, so those are the three. If you really want to, like, put yourself to the test of that. How are you doing? What's the first assurance in Christ? You know, how are you doing with your personal life? Second one, how are you doing with loving your brother and your sister? And thirdly, is your theology right? You know what I mean? Those are the three tests, isn't it, like that, you know? But, but I just want to encourage us, guys. Let's have noble causes within our heart, amen? Let's have actually altruistic dreams for God, amen? And let's just dwell on that lovely thought that the Lord is near. He wants to hear from us. He wants us to draw to Him and connect with Him, amen? Uh, with that, guys, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. We're in it together. And it's all for Jesus. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, we have Matthew Kwan and his little buddy. And, and he's coming up to do the, uh, the close and some announcements.